Well, superannuation is well and truly in the news at the moment. It really is. Um, you know, you know that the Labor government is suggesting we need a conversation about tax concessions on very large super deposits, despite the fact that they said they weren't. They had no intention, I think the wording was, of touching um, uh, of touching super uh, in this term of government, but they say we need the conversation. Today in the Australian newspaper, the boss of Australia's second largest super fund, Australian Retirement Trust or ART, is quoted as saying that super was not designed to be, quote, an inheritance for your kids. Uh, Bill Riley, the CEO, also backs the government's idea of introducing a cap on balances, which I think is quite interesting. So I thought it was worth digging down into this issue a little bit because for many it's really confusing. Uh, Scott Phillips is Chief Investment Officer at financial advice company Motley Fool. Hi, Scott. Joe, good afternoon. Yeah, look, first up, Scott, um, what do you think of ART CEO Bill Riley's comments about this? So I think I think the, the idea of superannuation is wonderful. I think we should start with the first principles idea, which is if we had the opportunity to save for our own retirement, to have a comfortable post-working life and save the government a bit of money in terms of the federal budget paying out pensions, I think that's a really, really, really good system. I think the challenge is that it has been changed over the last almost exactly 30 years to not exactly <laughs> represent that outcome. The, the comment about the size of the funds or the fact that people are effectively, even if not deliberately, it's becoming uh, a tax shelter for inheritance is actually really, I think it's objectively true, at least for larger balances. And so I think it's fair to say if you're... It's one thing to leave money for the kids. I think we all want to leave money for our kids if we have the opportunity to. But doing it in a, you take advantage of a of a retirement tax break uh, to to make the inheritance larger does seem like a bit of a corruption of the initial system or the initial idea. So, do you think that this is a good discussion the government's having? Uh, and you know they haven't made any changes yet. They're saying we need to talk about it. Is it a good idea to say, well, if you've got more than three million or more than five million? You, you, you're going to have to pay the proper tax. I think it is. And that doesn't make me popular amongst a lot of people. But if you're asking me purely from a policy perspective, uh, now I'll just do really, really, really quick numbers, Joe. So if you have $5 million in superannuation right now, the first $1.7 million, it's going to be $1.9 million, is currently tax-free. The earnings on that are tax-free during retirement. And then the remainder is taxed at 15%. Now, very quick math suggests that you're going to pay tax somewhere in the order of about forty dollars or $50,000 on that entire balance. You could earn half a million dollars a year in investment returns from a $5 million super fund, pay forty or fifty grand in tax, and walk away with four hundred and fifty grand in the back pocket every single year. Now, mm. if that tax rate is just a bit less than 10%, there are listeners listening to you right now who are slaving their guts out 40, 50, 60 hours a week paying 35, 40, 45 cents in the dollar, at least at a marginal rate, on their incomes. And I think if, you, if we start at the very first principles and say, right, what is the fairest way to fund all of the services that governments provide? I think it's reasonable to say if you, if you bring in a, a, you know, a superannuation income of two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 a year, paying more than 10% in tax, I think should be a good starting point. So I actually wouldn't cap it, honestly. I know this is a, a slight tangent. I would simply apply a tax rate to higher balance. I think it's a, a simpler, easier, smoother way to do it. 
but at least capping it would have a similar-ish effect, which would push money back out of super and then get taxed at average marginal rates the rest of us pay. Yeah, so depending on how much you take out of your super, you pay X amount of tax or Y amount of tax. So it becomes a different... Look, I know they have a system in New Zealand where everybody gets a pension regardless of how rich they are. So even Mm -hmm. somebody... You know, even a Gina Reinhart would get a pension, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah. she pays that. But they pay tax on anything over mm-hmm. and above the tax. You know, the, the lowest taxable income, which I yep. it sort of makes some sense to me. So I love that idea, Joe. I've I've written something similar in the past, and I think again, we've created a superannuation industry, right? Between the accountants and the financial planners and the super funds and the money and the people employed and the. Uh, they're effectively designed to game the system. Or, you know, no, no one's doing anything illegal, by the way. It's all legal. Uh, it's just the system is kind of stru- structured badly. So if you can make, you know, pay less tax, I don't blame anyone for saying I'll pay as little tax as I can as long as I meet my legal obligations. I think that's completely reasonable. Uh, I, I think that, that uh, the New Zealand approach, I didn't actually know they did in New Zealand, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. So and the other thing that, so not only captures superannuation, it also means if a retiree wants to go back into the workforce. Correct. Rather than losing the pension altogether, they just simply pay a marginal tax rate on the first, second, third, tenth, fortieth hour a week. Uh, you can, and I, would, I, I simply have a higher tax-free threshold in retirement. Uh, so, right, whatever the pension is, uh, add ten grand to that. Call that the tax-free threshold. So, if you get a pension, it's taxable, but you don't pay any tax on it because you're below the tax-free threshold. If you add labour income, if we go and go to work for for a week or a couple of hours or whatever it is, or we get money from superannuation. That money's just taxable, but because you start at that higher tax-free threshold, you're not paying a silly amount of tax. It just—it's a really, really easy, simple system. I've not yet found anyone who disagrees with it ideologically, or at least you know uh, theoretically. Plenty of people say, "Hang on, that means I'm going to pay more tax," and so of course we get, end up with a lot of self-interest driving the discussion. But if you're designing a policy, if you, if you you know if you started Australia tomorrow and said, "Right, let's make sure people have enough in retirement," what do we do? I think super is great. I think a pension as a base is fantastic. And I think we also would say, let's make sure the taxation burden is shared fairly. If you're an 80 grand a year and you're paying 35 cents in the dollar or 30 cents in the dollar, and someone with a couple hundred grand pays less than 10 cents in the dollar because they've got it in super, it just doesn't say, I don't think it is. That's a very, very obvious unfairness that's built into the system. Plenty of people are going to defend it to the hilt because they might lose something if it changes. Uh, But I just can't can't tell someone 80 grand a year they should pay more tax. Uh, that someone is getting a, a tax-free or almost tax-free income in retirement. Yeah, well, um, on the text line, Julian Bassendine says, good afternoon, re-super, Kerry Packer was correct. We should all try to minimise our tax. The government does not use our taxes wisely. What's your take on that? Well, that's a massive question, isn't it? So I think I, I'm, I'll take half a step back from it, Joe, just to say let's assume that's true. I don't have any problem with anyone minimising tax. As long as you do it legally, that's what the system's for. They, governments, successive governments have designed tax deductions for exactly those reasons, to incentivise certain behaviours like saving money for retirement. So I have no issue with that whatsoever. The, the bottom line at the moment is whatever they are spending, and we can argue about how much of that they're wasting, and they probably are, but let's, that doesn't really matter. The question is who's going to pay for the waste, right? And so, as I said, every dollar a superannuant doesn't pay in tax. The, the cab driver or the factory worker or the school teacher or the fiery has got to pay. Yeah. And I just, I think that's at a, at a fundamental level of fairness. I don't mind someone who's saying, hey, don't tax me more. They're not using it well enough. I get that. But if you can say, if you're getting a couple hundred grand a year and saying, don't tax me more, but that person working in the factory should pay twice as much tax as a percentage that I'm paying, I, I think at a very, very, very basic fundamental level, 
that's what I've got a problem with. Yeah, so the feedback we're getting from listeners is along the lines of hands off my money, they lay yep. a promise not to change things. Yeah. But I think is it not the fact that really it won't be hands on your money unless you're mega wealthy? Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly what it is. And look, you know, there's, there's so much politics here and I think governments and oppositions are mad because they make these silly promises before elections. Yep. Then they get elected and go, oops, now we've got to try and either run an irresponsible government, not raise that extra tax because we said we wouldn't. In other words, it costs the rest of us money or, or, we, or there's a bigger budget deficit. Or they say, okay, we're going to have to go back on that promise or that. As you said, they, they word it very carefully. But, intention. You know, <laughs> it's intention. not our intention. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> Probably, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, and, and I think I should look, the, the political thing, it's, it's, yeah, they, they made their bed. They're going to have to lie on at the government. And I don't want to get into the politics of it necessarily. I think, you know, I have the, the – it is a bit of a luxury, I suppose, to be asked as someone with a bit of expertise, how would you design a system, not how would you manage the politics? Yeah, So. Enough. I, I, I get people want to say hands off my money. The things that people saying that, unless they're actually retired now, are paying more in tax than they might have to if we actually rebalance the system and make it a little fairer. Um, and by the way, when they get to retirement, they'll be able to work extra hours if they want to with a higher tax-free threshold. It's not just a one-dimensional waiver taking our money. Mm, it's it, a case of if you earn, if you have less than a certain amount, they won't take anything extra. Yeah. If you have a bit more than that, you probably should be paying extra. Fair enough. And if you did change it with a with a higher tax free threshold with a with a permanent pension, it could benefit then you'd lots of people. Be better off. Yeah. Right. Exactly across Scott, the board. Yeah. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Absolute pleasure. Thanks, Joe. Uh, Scott Phillips, a financial expert from Motley Fool. Love to have your take on this. One double three eight eighty two.